0: It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.
1: Hello and welcome to another week of All In with the Lord, and uh, we gather here every week for a refresher course on how to take God's Word and make it an important part of how we act and react every day of our lives. So, as we begin today's program, I would like to just hit the topic of fear, and what would it be like in your life if you were free of fear? free of anxiety, free of hidden fears. Oh, what are they? They're the ones you don't even know or fear, but are lurking around inside of you, bringing doubt. Bringing doubt in, I don't know what'll happen, I'm not sure. Waving in the wind like a reed, depending on which way the wind's blowing. And what is the wind? And where does the wind come from? It comes from everybody around us, everyone that has a better idea to plant in your brain as a thought. Satan loves to control your thoughts. Oh yeah, if I can get them thinking this could be a problem, then it, would, could, it will become a problem. So on today's program, let's talk about your fear points. Let's talk about the hidden fears. You know, we talk in faith and we set goals, okay? We set, We last couple weeks, we've talked about setting goals and and believing and stretching ourselves, but we all have a choke point. What does that mean? That means if some, if you come to the Lord and you say, I'm believing for something simple, and it's you can believe for it. You you've grown to believe for that. But then when it comes to something bigger, and you say, "Well, I would like I am believing for let's say we started out. I'm believing for a hundred dollars this week." Now, to some people, a hundred dollars is a lot of money. Uh, but what happens if somebody says to you, "I'm believe I want you to believe for ten thousand dollars this week?" Whoa, that changes the picture a little bit. Is that your choke point? Is that the point at which your fear kicks in, your doubt kicks in, and says, "Whoa, now we got to give God time. <laughs> We've got to give God time to work this stuff out. You just can't expect." And God's not just going to bring you money. All right, take it off of money. Take it on to something like uh, you got a little pimple on your your hand, or you got a sniffle. And that sniffle, you go, I'm believing God to remove that sniffle. Man, I refuse to get sick because I have been redeemed from being sick. But then all of a sudden you get a diagnosis that's quite large or significant, and it's a choke point. You just freeze with fear. So people have fear points, choke points, points at which all of a sudden the fear has more dominating characteristics than faith, unless you've put in God's Word ahead of time. And that's what the Bible refers to when it talks about the virgins with the oil in the lamps. Do you have oil in your lamp? And where do you get that oil? Well, if your car needs oil, where do you go to get oil? Service station? You might pick it up at a local market, And put it in yourself. Maybe you're still one of those people that knows how to put oil in a car. How about gas? Where do you get gas? You go to the gas station or to the now, which most cases is not just as a convenience station. Has everything. Because they figured out if you're going to stop once, you're going to buy everything. Why stop twice? Including breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, what? Is it, and where do we go to get oil for our lamps? Well, there's only one place that sells, and not sells, but gives the kind of oil that we need for our lamps, and that's the Word of God. And he, cut, he says, come and, and buy without money. You can come and get that oil anytime to fill up your lamp so you can turn on the light. You can turn on the light, the light of Christ. He came into this world to show us a better way. He came into this world for you and I to wake up and realize that we're made in the image and likeness of God and that inside of us is everything we need to get back what Adam lost. So, Fear. How do we get rid of fear? Well, our goal is to walk in faith and confidence. Could you imagine if all you did was call things that are not as though they are and then had the confidence to know comp- they're they're on the way and they better get here now? Faith and confidence. Faith and And confidence are the key to where we want to go. And we always, always are wanting to move fear out. Now, the Bible says we are to be, we're part of a household of faith. If you're part of the household of faith, All right, let's put it another way. Are you part of another household? Are you part of a household? Are your children a part of your household? Does your household have certain rules that have to be kept because they live in your house? Well, so does God's household. God has certain ways he would like you to be and act because you're part of his household. He wants you to live by faith and not by fear. So where does all this fear come from? And why do you find yourself sometimes just waking up fearful? Well, the Bible tells us specifically a time was coming when it's real easy to fall into fear. We are there. You turn on any aspect, I don't care if it's television, news, radio, YouTube, um, any social media, and you will hear a steady, healthy diet of fear thinking, unless you have unplugged from it and only tuned into faith thinking. There's plenty of it available, more on the internet than there are, is on television, but there's there's both, and social media, but you got to know where you're going. <clears throat> now, when you go to pick up <clears throat> your fuel for your car, there's a couple things you look at. When you pull up to the gas pump, you're looking at the price, everybody does, but at the same time, you're looking at different kinds of fuel. There's the high octane, there's the low, lowest level. And, of course, there's that one pump you only want to use if you have a diesel or you're going to get your car in trouble. So the kind of fuel that you put into your car matters. Well, why do you think the fuel that you put into your head doesn't matter? People turn on the news every day, and boy, I know people, and you do too, who say I'd like to I like to turn on all the different news media because then I get a well-rounded picture of what <clears throat> of the misery <laughs> of the problems of the they think it's the truth but the problems that exist in the world have been being magnified through media through ways of getting it And if you want to continue to fill your machine up, your body up, with all the problems in South Africa, East Africa, Ukraine, Russia, China, everywhere. If you want to take a steady, healthy diet of that into your system, what makes you think your system's going to operate right if all you do is put in junk news. Junk. It's, it may be a fact that something just exploded on the other side of the planet. Do you need to be filling your mind with that? What about the Word? How are you going to help that person on the other side of the planet if you don't have the Word? Apart from the Word of God... You can't do anything other than agree in the misery. And I find that people, the ones who've accepted Jesus still, it's a lot of people still do it, but at the same time, the ones who haven't are all in for that. I mean, they are all in for as much bad news as they can get. And around, around election time, all they man, it is like they can't wait to get up in the morning and get the fresh opinion Of someone else they think it's news but really it's somewhat news filtered with opinions it used to be news they only reported it but now it's what they think so what you allow into your system are thoughts that other people think we have lots of thoughts passing through every day thoughts from everywhere Thoughts from the people in your inner core, around you, in your household, in your family. Thoughts from in your business. Anybody who works with you or for you gives you thoughts. And then, outside of those, you, you have the world all pressing in. And unless you take control of where you're getting your thoughts from, you will be led by the hook in your nose, right into the same problems that the rest of the world's facing. Now, we are at a time where the Lord is calling for his people to come out of the world so they don't have to have their problems. You want to learn about global warming? It's not going to be from the news because they don't have the answer. I'm sorry. They don't have the answer they don't have the answer. All they keep doing is making up fear. I mean, there's kids who, who are trembling in their bed at night afraid of global warming because it has been presented in a way that there's absolutely no way out of it. Well, let me tell you something. If global warming does exist... It's not because of what they say. It's because of the sin that's weighting this world down. This world is weighted down by sin and confusion. There has never been a bigger time where the leadership of what we call leaders of the world have never been so confused as they are right now. They don't even know anything. Gender is an issue. They don't, they're confused. They're just flat. You don't even know how to refer to someone. That's called confusion. When you eat a steady diet of thoughts from Satan, from the world who doesn't know God, then you will also become confused. There's a time coming, and I think we're on it, upon it, where things do get a little crazy. You can see now when you go to the store, things aren't the way they used to be. Sometimes you have everything you want, and sometimes it's just not there. Shortages exist. There's a lot of things you could worry about. How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to take care of what I have to take care of in life? how am I going to pay my bills? And now here's the best one of all. Here's something you can really grab a hold of to fear. The 83,000 IRS agents that are hired. Now, when we ingest all of that data, your body wants to fear. It's like, oh man, what are they up to? And they're going to get me all of a sudden, you begin to allow fear. Fear of not shortages, fear of IRS, fear of global warming, fear... You don't even realize that these things are operating inside of you to the point where you just don't even want to think about it. Now, the only way out of this, and for you and your family... The only way is God's way. God wants to bless you. God wants to have you abundant in the midst of lack. Do you think? What do you think makes God look good? When you have more than enough that you can help others, then you're more like him. But he can't get it to you if you think like them. Stop thinking like the world. Stop listening to the world and start listening to God. Now, maybe you say, well, I do. I, I go to church, Art, and I, and I put in the Word. Uh, every day I read a scripture or I read a passage. Do more. Because how many hours a day do you listen to people tell you how awful things are? How many times a day do you have to battle with thoughts that don't aren't, aren't thoughts you want? The only way to replace those thoughts is to put in the Word of God. Now, one of the things you can do when you have thoughts that are fearful is you have to learn to say, delete. Delete. You do it on your computer when it's a file you don't want, or if it's a virus on the computer, you get, oh my gosh, delete delete it from you. The more we delete what we don't want, the more we put in what we do want, you can live a life that never experiences what the world is experiencing and will continue to experience. God is not bailing out all those who reject him, but he's looking for an opportunity for those who receive him to have everything they want to prepare he came to prepare a place at his table in the midst of your enemies so they can watch that you have plenty. It's their choice. it's your choice. what will you do? Let's read a scripture <clears throat> Psalm 34. Verse 3 and 4. Oh, magnify, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Okay? How do you get... Art, it's easy for you to say, I want to get rid of my fears. How do I do it? I don't want to fear anything. Magnify the Lord. Lift Him up. Magnify Him. You know what a magnifying glass does? It takes something that was small because you couldn't see it very well and magnifies it very big so that you can see it very clearly magnify the Lord, make him bigger than the problem, and understand he is bigger than any problem. I sought the Lord. Now, how do you sought the Lord? How do you find the Lord? He's never gone anywhere. He's in the Word. You have to get out the Word. Today, if you don't like to read, you can go online and find preachers, find the ones that are preaching the Word and you like and plug in. There's networks that are on 24-7 online that you can plug into. You can get these kinds of teachings on armiesforjesus.com. A-R-M-I-E-S number four, jesus.com. And all of the programs that we do here on this station are on as on demand, whatever you want. There are places to get the word, but you have to seek after it. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. God will always, always deliver you if you ask him to deliver you. Father, deliver me from my fear, deliver me from all fear. Deliver me from fear. When did fear come? <clears throat> when did it start in your life? It started the minute you were born. You may know it or not. But fear entered when Adam sinned. And it's been in every generation born since. So fear is a natural inheritance from the sin of Adam. But, praise God... We have been made joint heirs with Jesus the Christ, and we have a joint inheritance with him and his righteousness. So we don't have to live in fear. It is a choice. Now, the first part of the equation is you have to find out you don't have to live in it. That's the gospel. Jesus brought the good news. You don't have to be fearful, you don't have to fear poverty, sickness, or death. Because that's the original fear. I'm going to die. Adam didn't know that until he was told that from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then it still took close to a thousand years to kill him. His body was so wrapped up in the belief and faith that it would... He didn't even understand what death was. And so, why would he think he's going to die? He was just made. So, fear entered in. And it's been there generation after generation because anybody born knew the story that they're going to die. Adam... Your grandfather, great, 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 whoever, died. And so everybody lives and dies. Really? That was not the way it was prior to Adam's fall. And should you die? Well, you probably will. But you should not die too soon. God has arranged for you to live as long as you want to. if Because you have been redeemed from being mortal to being immortal in Christ. Not in you, in Christ. So let's read another scripture. Luke 21, 25 to 28. Now talking about where we are right now in the world. And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and on earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads, because your redemption draws near. Now, right now, there's been many signs in the skies, many blood moons arriving on Jewish holidays, Jewish feast days, which are signs, because they don't always do that, but we've had them in the last few years. The stars and the earth, distress of nations. Nations are really distressed. So worried about overpopulation that they don't know what to do. we got to kill some off. We have to create shortages so people die. Perplexity. Confusion. They don't even know if they're male or female. They're confused. Perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring lots of things like that happening all over the world tornadoes different things happening <clears throat> and they and then uh over the earth for the powers and the heavens will be shaken they're being shaken because people have turned from god and the sin that ex- the confusion you have to understand God made the earth for man. He didn't make man for the earth. The earth was here to serve us. We needed the earth in these earth suits to live. So God created it. He created it to remain in balance and refresh itself. And to refresh itself when man was in harmony with God. But when man fell out of harmony with God and started to think he could be, he could think his own way through everything, let me decide if I'm going to be a man or a woman. Let me decide if I want this or if I want to sin or if I want to fornicate or have whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's sin. When man fell out of harmony with God, the earth fell out of harmony because man's harmony was holding everything exactly the way it should be. Now the dis, the perplexed, the confused man, the state of man. Look around, listen to the news. They are confused. What they're trying to teach in schools to three, five-year-old kids? They're confused. They can't see it. What in the world are people thinking? And it's that confusion that perplexity that causes the world to get out of sync, off balance. The earth is crying out, crying out for the sons and daughters of, the, of, of God to become again like they were in the beginning before Adam sinned. And you can because of what Jesus did. Enough blame. Enough with you blaming anyone else for your problem. Enough of the blame. You are the problem. I don't care who you are. We have to fix it. How do we fix it? (coughs) With the word. Get the word in you. You say, I'm not having a good day. Get more of the word in you. Spend more time in the Word than you do telling yourself how you feel. Get the Word working. God wants to deliver you now. He wants to deliver you in the midst of the problems on this planet. Who do you think you are? That only one that God's not going to deliver? Well, He hasn't come yet to me. He has. Listen. Listen to what God has said. Listen to the Holy Spirit, the voice inside of you, because God wants to tell you how to drive the fear out. Stop saying you have fear and start saying you have Jesus. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world you start saying it, you start doing it, and God will show up, and your world will change, and you will have peace that is beyond understanding, and you will live in joy regardless of what the world is experiencing. Don't you want that? I do. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
0: It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.
1: Broadcasting live from historic West Norton Township. This is AM 1180, AM 1180, WFYL, King of Prussia, Philadelphia.
0: It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.
1: We're back, and we're talking about important things. We are living in a year where God wants to bless His people, but in order to do it, we have to get out of His way. How do we get in His way, Art? Glad you asked. By fearing and thinking He's not going to do it, and thinking He's not going to show up and plugging into the world, and excluding the Word. But I go to church every week. Do you really? How nice for you to have a community of faith. Do you put in the Word? Are you meditating on God's Word every day? Once a week ain't going to do it. If you do a lot of traveling to work, you can't fill your car up once a week and expect to get everywhere you want to go. You have to fill it up when it needs fuel. You need to fill yourself up when you need fuel, and that's every day. You don't eat once a week. Do you eat once a week and say, well, I'm good for the week, man. I had everything I needed today on Sunday. Now, I'm good till next Sunday. I, if you do it that way, God bless you. But I don't think you do. I think you eat every day, and you probably eat more than once a day. Why can't you do the same with the Word of God? I am challenging anybody listening. It is time to see miracles. It is time to see manifestations. It is time to stop fearing, acting mealy mouth, weak, broke, busted, sick, disgusted, and call yourself an example of the church. It is time to stand up as a soldier in the army. You are equal, way beyond equal to any Navy SEAL, only you have to get in shape. You have to get in shape in order to take authority and to use the Word of God. It's time. And this is a year where you'll have to deal with if you don't, because things are happening in a good way for the church. But I'm encouraging all of us to be make sure we're the church. Make sure the Word is in us. Make sure, because if you're alive right now, God has you here for a reason. He's got something very important for you to do. He, t- he talked to you about it early before you even came to this planet, and now is the time to do it. Let me read Psalm 139, verse 16 and 17. Your eyes, Lord, saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there were none of them, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! God's thoughts to us are amazing. They want us to be blessed. Do you know what he's saying to you? Do you know what he's thinking? Let's read Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, (coughs) I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God knew you before earth. You had a conversation with God. You are here to do something that only you can do. If not, God would have permitted you to leave already. So I don't care if you're 100 years old or 20 years old or whatever. If you're here, the Father of the universe has placed you here, and you are here because he has a plan for you And you can say no to it. You can say, I don't have time for it. You can say, I don't feel like it. But he has a plan for you. And I guarantee you that his plan for you is going to be the one you really do want, if you will receive it. So wake up, shake yourself, and say, from this day on, I am going to live out my days the way God intended me to. So, Heavenly Father, instruct me, teach me, reveal to me what it is you placed me here to do. Can you do that? <clears throat> Proverbs 23.7 For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. He eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. As he thinks in his heart, what do you think in your heart? What is the heart? It's not your blood pump. It's the center of your core, hidden parts of you. What you think in your heart has made you what you are. Are you happy with where you are? Good, if you are, then keep doing it. If you're unhappy with your life the way it is, you need to think about this. For he thinks in his heart, so is he. He, Whatever you think in your heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, what have you been lied to about that makes you think things don't work out for you? that you probably will be the one who gets sick and dies, that you probably will be the one who never makes it million dollars or enough money to give away or whatever, or that ever has a life that's fun, joyful. What we think in our heart is what happens. Why is that? Because God created this body, this earth suit, to create Whatever you believe you want, it was undoubted, it was undoubtfully, it was complete, complete um, just belief when Adam was in the beginning until Satan came with the doubt. And then Adam thought in his heart, maybe I, I will die. Maybe God did hold back information from me. God didn't hold back information from Adam. He simply had a better time where he was going to reveal it to him, and Adam hadn't yet got there. So, here we are. What is it that you are thinking in your heart? What fear is in your heart? As a man thinketh in his heart, we got to get it out. So is he got to get out the fear. We have to replace the fear with faith. What does that mean? That means that everything that you think might go wrong also might go right. But you're supposed to lean on the right side knowing God is in you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Do you believe that in your heart? (coughs) Do you believe that in your heart? Or do you only believe it on Sundays? Or when you're in a group that also believes it? Because when you go home, and when you're alone, and when you are in your corner, fearing, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You, you and I are bringing about the things you don't want. You are. We are. It has to be replaced with Jesus and the Word. And when you accept Jesus as your Lord... You are no longer unrighteous in God's sight. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what Satan tells you. I don't care what your brothers, sisters, mothers, whoever tells you. God has rethought you through. He only sees you totally righteous. (coughs) Righteous. So, why do you see yourself not righteous? Well, maybe you had a bad experience when you were young. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you were used and abused and told you were a nothing burger. You were, you'll never amount to anything. You are just flat out bad news. And that got stuck deep down in there. And you can't break out or break through that stronghold of thinking. There's only one way out and it's through and it's using the Word of God. God's Word will break you out. God's Word will deliver you. God's Word will set you free. Jesus came to set you free from the bondage of sin and death. You are no longer held responsible for your sins because Jesus took the responsibility And paid the price. You've heard that said. But now believe it. That doesn't just mean some of them. It means all of them, including the ones you're still committing. When you judge yourself and say, you know, I really don't want to do that anymore. And then you still do it. I really don't want to do that anymore. But you still do it. But the Holy Spirit will get you out if you keep judging yourself, because God isn't holding you responsible. You aren't responsible for the original sin that got into you, that causes you to do the thing you don't want to do. So, if it's not you doing the thing you don't want to do, then who is it? It's the sin in you, and Jesus dealt with the sin, and the sin is wiped out. So, even if it's in your future, Go to the Lord and receive your forgiveness by judging yourself, and he will get you out. There will become a day where that will no longer be something you do. But what did Job say? The thing I feared has come upon me. Why is that? Because as he thought in his heart, he became. As a man thinketh in his heart, and Job feared that something would happen to him. Hey, did you know We've all heard that story of Job and how awful it is. Job lived to be 140 years old, older after that problem. 140 more years. And he got a new family and new kids and got blessed because he changed what he thought in his heart. How would you like to change what's in your heart? God came to change our hearts because as a man thinketh in his heart, he becomes... Let Jesus change your heart. He's the only one that can. Some people have hard hearts. I don't want to do that. I can't do that. You don't know. You don't know what I've been through. (laughs) You ever listen to yourself? All you're doing is recreating the same scenario. There are people that I know, they're on a merry-go-round. The same thing keeps happening over and over and over again. Bad marriage after bad marriage. Or, or bad uh, experience with with not ha- lack, lack after lack after lack. No, no abundance. Why? Because you're on a merry-go-round of what you believe. What you believe. Now, the rest of the world tries to do this stuff. They try to tell you you can have positive attitude, you can have uh, positive affirmations, you can do all these things. But there's only one God. One creator and one messiah that came to guarantee that those affirmations will work. And the affirmations that work are the word of God. They're positive affirmations that re clean out all your hard drive, all your bad thinking that was inherited through sin. If you will allow it to, that's why he said, You know, I put before you life and death, therefore choose life. Is that so complicated? But you got to want to, because it's the, the, so easy to get caught up in the world. It's so easy, really easy to get caught up in the world. Okay, here is uh, John 20, verse 19 through 27. Then in that same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, <clears throat> for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the mist and said to them, Peace be with you. They were shut up. They were in fear, right? They locked the doors, covered the windows. These are the apostles. This is a real thing. And hiding. This is the apostles. Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Oh, man, we are, now we're in good shape. He's here to take care of us. So, Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. He was here! And so he said to them, Look guys, (laughs) paraphrasing now, right? Look guys, I hear what you're saying, but you're telling me that the Jesus who, who I saw them kill on the cross put a spear in his side, the, that guy that was so dead was here and, and he said unless I see his hands, his hands the print of his nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand in his side I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside. Now, I wonder why they were still there after eight days. (laughs) I never thought about it before, but Jesus came to them and gave them power, but they're still in there after eight more days. They did not leave the room, apparently. And again, inside, and Thomas this time was with them. Jesus said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach here, your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And then he goes on to say, You know, uh, that what about those who haven't seen? Now you've seen, but what about those that haven't seen and yet believe? Blessed are they. That's what he says. So we get. And everyone gets that it's easy to fear. The apostles were in fear. The people who walked with Jesus every day. Well, we don't get to do that, but we get to walk with the word every day. And now we have all the stories of what they did every day. They should encourage us, empower us, and we've got to hear them and read them and put them in. Let me read Ephesians. One, seventeen, and 18 from the Amplified. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation <clears throat> of insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you are set-apart. You are not like everyone else. You are set-apart. We are set-apart ones. We are are looking for revelation not information revelation <clears throat> when you listen to the news you get information <clears throat> when you go to the word and allow the holy spirit to give you revealed knowledge it brings revelation we want revelation <clears throat> the other day for some reason the uh, my microwave um Uh, oven which is also connected to the oven it's an oven on bottom and microwave on top built-in wall unit and i and i was making something where i needed to use it and i i turned on the went to turn on the microwave and it just wouldn't go the lights are on and everything's there it's all one of these digital things you know and i clicked it and it wouldn't go on i tried to turn on the oven the oven Temperature comes up, but it wouldn't turn on. So, right away, what happens? Your mind says, oh my gosh, you know, now what am I going to do to heat this stuff up and whatever, but how am I going to, more importantly, fix this? Now, if you're a fixer type person like me, I, I'm the MacGyver guy, I'll, fix, I'll find something to, a way to fix things. So, immediately, my mind says, go on YouTube and see if anybody else has had this problem, so that I can fix it. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to YouTube. And I hear the Lord inside of me saying, stop. I said, but I'm from what? I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm talking to myself now, having this conversation. And I heard the Lord say to me, there's an easy fix. Okay, what's the easy fix? But I haven't going, let me just go check it out on YouTube. Do you not trust me? Wow, right here about a microwave? Yeah, sure I do. What is it? go reset the circuit breaker. Okay, I'll do that. But let me go check on YouTube. And boy, I could tell the Lord just said, what are you doing? I'm giving you a solution. You don't trust me? So we may not think little things like that matter, but when you're used to listening to the Lord, and then you're going to go to Google or YouTube first before God, that is the tree of knowledge. And I said, you know what? I hear you, Lord. And I went, and reset the circuit breaker downstairs. Come back up, everything worked. I was prepared to rip that thing apart, and do whatever it took, because my head has knowledge, and it loves to fix things. Boy, you give us pro- a problem, we want to fix it, don't we guys? Especially if your wife comes to you with a problem, you just want to fix it. All she wants is a hug, but you want to fix her problem. Start listening to the Lord. Listening to the voice, the Holy Spirit. That's the message. God wants us to stop fearing and start listening and block out the world. Block it out. <clears throat> block it out. Let me read Galatians 1, 11 through 16. For I want you to know, brethren, that the gospel which was proclaimed and made known by me is not man's gospel, this is Paul talking, a human invention according to or patterned after any human standard, For indeed, I did not receive it from man. I was taught it, but it came to me through a direct revelation given by Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. How about that? He's about to tell us something that he didn't make it up. Believe me, I didn't come up with this. This was given to me by the Messiah. You have heard of my earlier career and former manner of life in the Jewish religion. Oh yeah, Paul, we heard about that. And how I persecuted and abused the church of God furiously and extensively and with fanatical zeal did my best to make havoc of it and destroy it. That was my human side. And you have heard now I outstripped many of the men of my own generation "...among the people of my race, an advancement in study and observation of the laws of Judaism." <clears throat> okay, of um, Judaism, so extremely enthusiastic, enthusiastic and zealous I was for the traditions of my ancestors. But when he who had chosen and set me apart, even before I was born, and had called me by his grace... His undeserved favor and blessing, I saw fit and was pleased to reveal his Son within me so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles, the non-Jewish world, as the glad tidings, the gospel. Immediately, I did not confer with flesh and blood. I did not consult with any frail human being or communicate with anyone. I immediately went to the Lord and said, take me. Excuse me, I'm yours. There's Paul was so committed to annihilating Christians, so committed to the faith of Judaism that when he was, when God came to him, he knew, and he said, "Take all of me, take me all, put me all in, Lord, with you." Will you say the same to the Lord? Take me, Lord, put me all in. The same energy, the same enthusiasm that I have in the world allow me to use it for your kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through me, let me, Lord, pick me. He already picked you before the foundation of the earth. God so loved you that he did all this for you. Now, we have some time before we leave this planet. You're here. If you heard this, you're here. What are you going to do? What are you going to do today? get rid of the fear. Fear, you have no authority over me. I am filled with faith. I'm taking God's word. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. And though the mountains tumble into the sea, and the earth be done away, and they hire 83,000 IRS agents, or the doctor gives me a bad report, I still will not fear, because I am not a fearful person. I am not created in the image and likeness of a fearful God, but a faithful God. And you and I need to stand up in the name above every name and declare to the world who we are in Christ this year, this time, right now, in Jesus' name. I hope you have a great week. This is all about stirring us up to be more like Jesus. Be all in with the Lords. Have a great week. It's about time,
0: it's about space, it's about saving the human race, it's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above, it's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history, it's about you, it's about me, it's about time.